to the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast for Mastering Skills to Navigate Leadership in Life, episode 24. I am your host, Cynthia Jamison, and if you've just found me in my work, welcome. I am so glad that you're here with me. A little bit about me, I believe life doesn't have to be so hard. That's why I'm so passionate about this work that I do. And to help you trust yourself sometimes for the first time and create success in your own life, well, that's about the most meaningful work I could do. (laughs) Now, when I created this podcast, I committed to showing up for you every week to give you nuggets of wisdom for my journey, to interview other leaders and share their stories, their lessons and wisdom. There are some great guests in the pipeline, by the way, to give you practical tools to navigate your leadership and life journey, to help you find and use your leadership voice, and to empower and inspire you to take action and to believe in you even when you don't. So I share this backdrop because, of course, you've been on my mind, and I've been challenging myself a lot lately to think about what is one thing that can make everything else easier for you, because I know you, and because I've been you, I've been where you are. So depending on where and when you're listening or tuning in from, it's summer right now, and as I record this, I am sitting in my sun porch. It is Sunday afternoon. So if you hear the birds singing, I think there might be a morning dove going right now or any other noise. That's why you're hearing it. And I'm just going to enjoy this as I talk to you. So let me share the good news with you. There is one thing which would make your life easier as a leader. You can lead much more effectively and much more skillfully if you employ this one thing. What is it? It's a simple evaluation process, and I'm going to teach it to you. And I'm going to demonstrate using a client session that I had and also share five reasons why evaluation will improve how you lead. Now, here's a caveat. I know there are many, many models out there in the world to evaluate because I've used a lot of them in my own leadership journey. And because you are the expert on you, you get to decide and choose what serves you in the context you're in. That's always the deal here. (laughs) So what I want to share is a simple way to evaluate anything, anytime, anywhere. And there are only three steps. So if you want to grab a piece of paper and write them down, you won't need much beyond a sticky note. (laughs) I would encourage you to do so, though. So step one, evaluate what went well. Step number two, evaluate what didn't work well. Step number three, evaluate what you would or could do differently. So you can evaluate a situation, a scenario, a skill, your knowledge, a program, an organization, a culture. I mean, it's endless, really, except for two exceptions. According to my friend Google, the number of stars in the sky is immeasurable. We can't know how many there are. And the number of grains of sand on the beach is also immeasurable. They can't be counted. So anything that can be measured can be evaluated and therefore can be improved. So these tiny facts aside, I want to use an example from a client that I worked with. And what we were evaluating during the session is an employee performance improvement plan. Now, a little context as it relates to performance improvement plans. If used correctly, performance improvement plans can be a way to avoid unnecessary turnover. To be successful, a PIP needs to be sensitively designed as a collaborative and transparent process. Now, I will tell you, data tells a different story. 
PIPs often fail. PIPs is short for Performance Improvement Plan. <laughs> they often fail to deliver the desired improvement. And it's estimated that 90% of performance improvement plans result in the employee leaving the company. Now, I also would say here, there are also many variables at play. There is an article I'm going to link in the show notes that can help you navigate one should that be something that you do in the future. And I suspect that it will be. It's only a matter of time. However, this episode is less about the PIP and more about evaluating. So let's do it. So again, I chose this example because of its relevance for you as a new leader. And what I want to be sure that you know is what I'm about to share with you was uncovered in a session with a client. And we started with all of the things that went well. So what went well was the leader partnered with HR. So if this is new to you, the role of HR in a PIP is to work with the employee's leader to determine whether a PIP is appropriate and to provide guidance to both the leader and the employee for the duration of the plan. So that went well. Another thing that went well was the assistance program. So an employee and family assistance program was provided. This is a service that's designed to assist employees who are experiencing personal job-related problems, legal problems, anything that affects their work performance, general health and well-being. Another thing that went really well was they set expectations. So the leader identified the behaviors specifically that needed to change, as well as the milestones that were to be met along the way. So it was really clear to the individual what specifically needed to be done and when it needed to be done by in order to be successful. They also had a defined timeline. So this leader identified the timeline which was communicated to the individual. They stated the consequences clearly of what would occur if performance gaps did not close. This specific PIP was for a 90-day period, and the individual was aware of all of this. Another thing that they did well was the documentation. So they ensured that they co-created it with the individual and everything was clearly presented, clearly communicated, and signed off in agreement by both parties. So then it started, I mean, that's kind of like if I set up the things like the foundational piece, that's like the foundation of what's required. And then how you implement that can be done a couple of ways. So what this leader did is they did weekly follow-up. So they both met and they identified and acknowledged progress that was made. And by asking specific questions, and I'll share them with you, the first was, how can I help? And the second one was, what specifically do you need from me? These questions enabled them to identify the obstacles to success, and the leader was able to engage the individual in the problem solving to get their thoughts, to get their ideas, to get their opinions, and by engaging them in this process, the leader was able to remove barriers to success for the individual. So this was the weekly follow-up as it relates specifically to the PIP. There was also as this leader had with all the other direct reports, a monthly one-on-one, which was separated from the PIP. They did not talk about that. That was with a focus on any other additional support required, any other changes in the business, any other business coming, et cetera. They also 
had a mentor slash coach. This is what they refer to people in their organization as. They assigned one of these mentor coaches to this individual, which was someone on the same level as them, working the same hours as them, so that there was ongoing support to the individual for troubleshooting and anything else that came up that might have been required to be successful. Another thing that went really well in this experience was there was increased trust. The level of trust increased for both parties over the duration of the plan. And we know that because the individual communicated that to the leader and the leader communicated that to the individual. So they clearly knew their role in the outcome that they were creating. And that, I mean, being open and honest with one another was what enabled that trust. And I think one of the huge reasons for that is because the environment was one where every individual is valued, thrives, and contributes to the success of the organization. This is like foundational for the organization that they're in. So that was really something that was important to this particular leader, developing that trust. And that trust enabled them to do a couple of a couple of nuanced things that I'm not going to share just because that's for them. And so the next thing that went well was increased awareness. The employee gained awareness around time management, standard work, and lean concepts. Even though they'd been with the organization for almost three years, their knowledge deepened throughout this process. Now, the awareness didn't just open up on the individual side, the leader also gained awareness along the way to the family circumstances that were happening. And they'd already provided access to the assistant program, which was fabulous. And this was an opportunity to reaffirm how that program could help and support this individual and also extend it to their family. And the last reason, the last not reason, the last thing that went really well in the exploration of this situation and scenario is accountability. So the individual knew that they were accountable for improving their own performance. They took responsibility for all of their behaviors and they took responsibility for the outcome, which ended up being a termination meeting. They were not emotional in any way. They were calm, albeit they were resolute. Right? They knew that this was going to happen and they took ownership of it. So you might be listening and thinking to yourself, well, gee, that sounds pretty comprehensive. What didn't work well? Well, this was the first individual on a performance improvement plan with this leader whom didn't improve, even though they have, they being the leader, had done two performance improvement plans previously with other people that were successful. The process was not successful in this case. So that's what didn't work well. So when we explored what would or could be done differently, the leader identified an interesting thing. So their thought was, if I was aware of their learning style, I could have perhaps tailored the process even more for them. And that could have enabled a different outcome. Now, we did some coaching around, you know, knowing them for a period of three years. What kind of learning, what kind of learner do you believe they are? Did you do all of those? So we just, we explored there and the leader really didn't feel like there was anything else that they could have done. So evaluating this, 
this session and evaluating in this session, this particular situation enabled my client to see that they actually had done everything they could have done. And in exploring the would do differently, they were able to go back and collaborate with their HR department and implement learning styles in both hiring, onboarding processes, as well as training processes within their organization. So I think that was actually a win-win. So beyond the obvious of learning what worked, what didn't, and what they could have done differently, I want to share five reasons why evaluations will change how you lead. The first is each step of this process raises awareness. And without awareness, we don't know what can be changed or what might need to change. So I know you've heard me say this before, but it bears repeating because it's so true. Everything begins with awareness. The second reason is evaluation can be a catalyst to shifting your mindset from judgment to conscious introspection if we're willing to explore it. The third reason is evaluating can help identify and understand how specifically we achieved a goal, an outcome, or a result. How We also can celebrate what worked well. We can identify gaps and solutions for consistency in success. It was really clear, although it might not be in retrospect as I think about what I've just shared with you. I mean, these two people were incredibly open, honest, and transparent from a communicative perspective and were attuned to exactly with precision what needed to change. The fourth reason is evaluation can inform your decision-making by evoking curiosity and creativity about what could be done, which also expands possibilities. Without the process of this evaluation that we had done, this leader would not have come to the awareness that understanding learning styles can have an impact for everyone, and they implemented it. I mean, that's a pretty amazing thing. It sounds small but it's not. And the fifth reason is evaluation fosters improvement. Anything that you can identify that you can implement in some way, even if over time, can create mastery. So this leader could have said, you know what, my next performance improvement plan, I'm going to explore um, I just lost my thought. <laughs> I'm going I'm to explore learning styles. And put it in a drawer and just not done it. But they didn't do that. They took it back to their organization and implemented it straight away. So almost all of my clients come to me to be a more effective leader. And while that looks different for each client, evaluation is an essential tool for mastering the skills to lead more skillfully and effectively. So before I wrap up, I wanted to challenge you to identify one thing that you want to work on to improve your leadership effectiveness. And I really invite you to get specific. Perhaps you want to listen more. Perhaps you want to delegate, make time for your employees, recognize great work. Whatever it is, and the it is in quotations, take five minutes. You don't need to, this doesn't need to be a big, long, laborious process. Take five minutes, sit down with the post-it note and evaluate it evaluating it will help you find a simple way to work on it. And I can promise you that if you do this on a consistent basis, you will create leadership mastery. 
Now, for the next few weeks, I'm going to be recording shorter podcast episodes to build on this challenge and give you one idea a day. I'm going to do some daily podcasts for a couple of weeks. I haven't decided exactly how long yet, but I will let you know. And you can explore those in less than five minutes so that you can just amplify your leadership in five minutes a day or less. Now, I truly do want to know your top takeaway, and I know that you know how to find me, so I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I will really appreciate that. That's all for today, and until next week, take care of yourself and take care of your team. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is a gift. Please rate and review with your honest opinion. Subscribe and share with your colleagues, especially if you've worked with me and found value in the work we've done together. Connect with me in my favorite places, LinkedIn and Instagram. My website is Cynthia Jamison Coach, all lowercase, all one word, dot C-A. Until next time, make it a great week. <laughs>